Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, Success and Lifestyle Coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. Get a nerd out a little bit on you, show you some stuff you might not know about sleep, and give you tips on how to make sure your sleep is the best it can be. So again, disclaimer, again, does not take place of any medical and therapeutical consultation. So continue doing what your doctor, your physical therapist, all those medical professionals are telling you to do. And before you add anything that we talk about, discuss, or have brought up in this, we're going to cover the importance of sleep, the different types of sleep there are. Yes, there are different types, how to improve your sleep, and then signs that you actually need more sleep. So we're going to start off with the importance of sleep. Sleep, obviously, and you've probably heard these, um, can, boost, can boost your immune system. So being able to sleep helps your body to um, get rejuvenated, get rebuilt. So your immune system is stronger and can fight off the everyday viruses, bacteria that we come into contact with. When our body's constantly running and we're on low sleep, it really stresses the system especially our immune system, we're not able to kind of rebound and recoup from all the activity, all the wakefulness. So um, getting good sleep also helps us with our weight. Um, it helps us kind of burn um, off more fat, allows us to kind of burn those fat cells, those calories better as because when you're asleep, you're not complete. Nothing's shut off. The things are still active. Still, things are still running, and so it, it puts us at a high, higher efficiency of just burning the needed cells that we need to 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 help maintain our metabolism and weight loss. And obviously, when we're asleep, our heart rate slows down, which this lets our heart then kind of relax, rest up, and takes some of that stress off of it. And on top of that, the position we are in sleeping is easier for the heart to pump the blood from the feet back to itself. So it's also uh, aiding in the circulatory system. So it's just like if you're laying down, you put your feet up, that takes a lot of pressure off your heart as well because gravity is pulling blood back to it. So when you're in the, that um, laying down position, it, it eases the work of the heart and allows it to... Um, just rest some, which helps your heart's health. Better mood. Obviously, if you wake up and you're you're more rested during the day, you're going to be less agitated. You're you're going to have more patience because you're going to feel good. You're going to be rested, and your body's not going to be in that stressed um, stress system throughout the days. And, and again, that goes into the increased productivity as well. You're going to be running on all cylinders. You're going to be feeling good. You're going to just have that energy to get things done and you're not going to just be sluggish moping around hoping things get done and the last one's a big one too it, it helps improve your memory uh, because when we're asleep the brain that's a that's that's one of the times the cells those dead cells get cleared out toxins get cleared out of the body which allow new cells to be formed in the brain and throughout the body but they're in the brain specifically for the memory function so then you're able to kind of um, repurpose those pathways and have clear memory, better memory when you're getting enough 
sleep and getting um, good, good deep sleep as well. So yes, there are different types of sleep, and I love this. Sleep is is on the early stages of of just research and understanding, and so. But what we do know there are different types of sleep. Obviously, monophasic, that last one there, that's what the normal majority of people do. But there is also biphasic and polyphasic sleep. So we're gonna get into those. Biphasic, obviously, bi meaning two, phasic meaning phases, two sleep segments. Now. Majority of people do two segments at night, so they might go to th- sleep for three hours, wake up for a couple hours, and then fall back asleep for a couple more hours, possibly three more hours. Um, and then polyphasic sleep, this is just multiple sessions of sleep throughout the day, usually one bigger chunk, three to four hours, and then many naps within that, uh, and those don't exceed 30 minutes because once to do you start getting into the REM, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, and so think polyphasic, multiple poly, multiple phases of sleep. Think like an infant. Uh, they have kind of a bigger sleep chunk, but then they, they nap throughout the day. Um, and so that's kind of the picture of it. Now, the cool thing is I've actually experimented with polyphasic sleep cycle, uh, sleep Um, I did it for about a year, believe it or not. I would go to bed uh, at around 8 p.m. I would get four hours of sleep, so wake up at 12, midnight. Then I would be up, and then in four, three to four hours, I would take a 20-minute nap, be up another three or four hours, another 20-minute nap, and then the final 20-minute nap would be about two to three hours before 8 p.m. And I did this for a whole year. And, And during it all, I was measuring my blood sugar, my heart rate, my blood pressure, my weight, my mood, my weight. I said that already. But I was checking all of these metrics, making sure nothing negative was happening. And to be honest, and, and it could just be I, I'm different and able to do this, but that was the best I've ever felt. I would fall asleep within a minute or two of closing my eyes, and I'd be almost immediately in that deep sleep, the REM or the, the third phase, which we'll talk here in a second about. I would be I would remember my dreams almost every night and even in the naps I would fall asleep within like a minute and I'd wake up feeling super super rested and regenerated like unbelievable like I had a full night's sleep it was the greatest thing then of course well why did you stop <laughs> well I I my schedule changed what I my um, what I needed to get done during the day change, and so it kind of threw it off. And that's one of the big things we'll talk to in one of the cons. But one of the pros, the possible pros of biphasic and polyphasic sleep is the improved cognitive function. People believe that with these kind of sleeps, uh, you have better brain function and also improved productivity and less stress. And I, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I, I guess I'm not a... Uh, neuroscientists, I don't study the brain or sleep or anything, but when you think of babies, you think of old people, they sleep a lot, so their brains can can develop, can can develop more, can regenerate more, and do more. Obviously, elderly people are doing it because, well, as you get older, your body kind of wears, breaks down more, you're not doing the best habits usually, and so you need more sleep, so your body can try to recoup what is being lost. But I think of the the infants. I mean, when there's brain development, brain growth, body growth, they sleep more. 
so it can handle that or or more times throughout the day. And, and from my experience, it, it was it was really awesome and and something I would love to get back into again and track maybe even deeper into my my biometrics just to see. Um, but you know, it's just something that that worked for me and I. I didn't see any negativities from it. So, but there could be some possible ones. So, obviously, it's an adjustment. It really is. It takes a good while to try to get into either of these, even if it's two, um, the biphasic two sections of sleep. So, even if you're sleeping for three or four, getting up for a couple hours, doing something, and going back for three or four, uh, it's a big adjustment. And, and another thing, like I'm married, and so it was really hard for me to do that. Um, with with Hannah's schedule and everything like that too. So, and that goes with the social circle dynamics. Obviously, we we want to be in community. We want to hang out with people, and so the polyphasic especially really made it hard to take those naps during the day. Like, and if I didn't, then it was like you could tell, um, like you almost missed the whole night's sleep. It felt like so trying to incorporate those naps throughout the day when people wanted to hang out or wanted to go get dinner or whatever like that's another reason it was really hard to continue doing that because of the the social dynamic of wanting to hang out with people and then again not much research is done sleep and dreaming are two big areas that just we are so new into all the pros and cons of all this and so there's there's not enough to be de- definitive of of what's good or or what's bad um and so obviously the consensus is you need a a certain amount of sleep but you think and i think back to the ancestors and i could go on to this so i won't take long but back in the day i mean when there weren't alarm clocks when there wasn't technology they would get up uh and they would be light sleeping they would sleep but fight or flight like They'd have to be prepared to leave and, and go if something attacked wild animals or, or other things like that. And so, I don't know. There's still a lot of research to be done. I, I've done quite a bit on my own. And, I mean, in ancient literature, they talk about biphasic, especially how they would go to sleep and then they would get up in the middle of the night to just be with their spouse or get chores done or read or write or pray or, or whatever it was. And then they would go back to sleep. So there's lots of that in in just historical literature, like people actually writing about their routines, and that was how it was done. And so we've, I think when technology really started taking over the blue light, I think we really started to transition out of that sleep cycle into now the one big chunk, and then obviously with work um, and how that has implemented into our lives has really changed the sleep cycles. So that brings us to monophasic sleep. So that's kind of what normal people do now. Um, it's actually about one third of our time is spent in sleep, which is crazy. A third of our time. Now, yes, sleep, this this helps our brain, helps our body function because we are getting that rest. We're able to get restored. Our cells are able to clean themselves out, get rid of the dead ones, get new ones built. Uh, but again, like we've mentioned, there's lots to learn. Uh, we we hear the generic stuff, and, but they're just still on the forefront. And so it's exciting to see what's going to be coming uh, with figuring out sleep and, and dreams and, and all that. So, But there are four stages during a, a night's sleep. 
And you've probably heard of car, uh, circadian rhythm. So that's just how the, the heart and the sleep, um, the pattern, the wave cycle. But there's four stages. So the first three are, are all the, the NREM, so non-rapid eye movement. So your eyes are not moving around. So if you ever watch someone sleeping and when they get into the deep sleep, um, you see their, their eyes start moving. That's when they get into the REM, so that fourth stage. But the first three, when the eyes aren't moving, there's a first segment where you're just kind of falling to sleep. It doesn't last super long. Um, and then you move into the second stage, which is where you go from that light sleep, where you could be woken up really easy, or you still kind of hear things, um, or can kind of see maybe light, to the deep sleep, where um, gets into stage three. So that deep sleep, this is where you feel restful in the morning. When you get this deep sleep, this is where you dream. This is So when you wake up and are able to remember a dream from research, from what I found, that shows that you are in that restorative sleep state. Um, and so being able to remember dreams even just instantly in the morning shows you got into that restful sleep and were able to to feel good in the morning. Now the the rapid eye movement, that's the 90 minutes after actually falling asleep. So getting into um kind of the the deeper sleep. So this is when the rapid eye movement will start it's after that deep sleep has hit. And so sleep usually happens for about a cycle, so multiple cycles, about an hour and a half. So 90 minutes, um, it, the rapid eye movement is about 90 minutes after. So that's about before the cycle starts over. Um, and so a lot of times you want to wake up kind of when you get back into that light sleep. So on the second, like each cycle. So think of it as a wave. You start falling asleep, the wave is is high still because you have a high chance of being woken up. And then as it as the wave goes down into form that valley, that's that you're going through stage two, three, and four. And then rabbit eye movement, about 90 minutes into it, it starts coming back up. And, and then you get it to the crest of the next wave, the start of the next sleep cycle. So you're back in that that really light sleep. So those are moments that if something was to happen, you'd be able to wake up and not be groggy, not be um, out of it waking up. So that's when the best time it is to wake up is. So on the crest of that wave. So I mean, hour and a half, hour and a half. So you're like three hours is two cycles on average to be able to wake up not groggy because you're not waking up in the middle of the deep sleep. And there are apps that do that. There's one called Sleep Cycle I use. You can set it for there's a it's a it tracks your sleep cycle, so it can tell when you're in which sleep stage, and, and then when you get into that light one um, and two stage throughout your sleep cycle, it uh, close to a specific time you want to wake up. So say you want to wake up at six, you can do plus or minus thirty minutes, um, or fifteen minutes, and so when you get into that time frame whatever within that time frame whatever's the most light sleep you're in that's when it'll wake you up so it's easier for you to wake up without feeling groggy and um, super tired now there are ways we can improve our sleep 
uh, obviously getting outside, getting more sunlight just helps with the creation of melatonin. Um, obviously you get all the benefits of the sunlight doing that. Again, technology, the blue light really can throw us off. So trying to limit the amount of blue light you get during the day, especially closer to bedtime will help kind of improve the sleep there. And of course, you want to be careful how late you're eating and drinking, especially caffeine and alcohol. You want to cut off, I would say, at least two hours, two to three hours before you go to bed. That way it has a chance to digest, get through your system, and your body's not trying to do that uh, instead of just letting it fall asleep. And then getting in a sleep schedule. Just trying to get in that schedule that keeps you on track, same time every night, same time in the morning, getting up and going to sleep. And then avoid your regular naps is big. So if you if you take a nap in the evening, afternoon when you get home, well, it's again, it kind of goes to that biphasic sleep schedule that our ancestors used to sleep in. Our body's like, okay, well, I don't need to be, I don't need to go to sleep for a little while. And then we lay there forever, can't sleep. And then our mind wanders and it's harder to fall asleep and we get tired in, in the morning. So avoiding those irregular naps. Again, melatonin, you can, they have... Um, melatonin supplements you can take to help produce more of that to get more in your system so you get more tired and fall asleep better. Your bedroom. Make sure the atmosphere in your bedroom's a good condition to sleep. So you want it to be cool. You want your body to kind of calm down. So you maybe maybe some some good smells in there that uh, help with sleep, lavender, things like that. You want it to be clean. You want it to be tidy. So that's why one of the reasons making your bed in the morning not only helps with discipline and small wins, but you come back into the room at night and it's like, ah, oh, freshly made bed, warm sheets in, cool sheets getting in there, and it just, the, the atmosphere is good. You, you want the light noise to be gone. You want it to be dark. And sound, you want minimal to no sounds. I mean, obviously some like light noise, white noise is okay, but like if you have other things, TV playing, oh, I can't fall asleep without TV on. Well, you actually get a lot better sleep if you can do it without a TV on because of the blue light, because of the sound. Your body, you think you're asleep, but your body's not in that deep sleep yet. Another big thing is just being able to relax and unwind at the end of the day before you go to bed. I make sure a couple hours, an hour or two before I go to sleep, uh, I'm I'm trying to unplug. And then I'm doing my journaling, my next day planning, my reading, my devotionals, things like that to just unwind, get all those thoughts out of my head by writing them down in the journal and just letting that kind of all get, get out there so I'm ready to just kind of lay down and go to sleep and not not be worrying about things. But it's a big deal to try to relax and unwind in the evening. And then if you're exercising regularly, that's going to help your body be ready to sleep because you're going to be tired. Your body is going to have done physical activity. And it's going to be like, all right, I need to recoup. I need to rebuild my muscles and, and just relax now. And so that's going to help you get better sleep by exercising. Now, these are some signs that you are going to need more sleep. If Obviously, if you have trouble falling asleep... You need to think about your routine. You need to get more sleep and at the right times. 
if you're super tired throughout the day, one of the reasons could be you're not sleeping enough or well enough, which could have a, a number of underlying issues that we won't dive into. If you wake up during the evening while you're asleep, again, maybe you're sleeping during the day, so you're irregularly sleeping. Maybe, again, some underlying issue. Maybe your routines are off. Maybe you're eating too close to bed. So you got to look at all this to try to get the best sleep you can to improve your function, improve your lives. If you start having impaired memory and concentration, could be one of the reasons could be poor sleep, not enough sleep. So you got to see these signs. And then changes of mood. So <laughs> uh, myself included has seen that when I'm super tired, I get more agitated or I get more short-tempered or, you know, just impatient. And so getting enough sleep is going to help battle those going to get us in a better mood going to allow us to just go through our days just better in general so look for these signs and and if you change them all up and you've got a great routine that's and it's been a while that you've been doing it and you're still still not getting the sleep you need it might be time to go talk to your doctor because there are there are a lot of sleep ailments out there that are like sleep apnea for example maybe you're dealing with that and that's okay There are ways to help improve that still. So if you're doing everything you can and you're still having bad sleep, it might be time to kind of seek a little bit more help with it. So to recap, we talked about the importance of sleep, the different types of sleep, how to improve your sleep, and then signs you might need more sleep. So I hope you took something away from today uh, about sleep so you can improve that, so you can improve your productivity, improve your health, improve your life, your relationships, your businesses, and continue to grow as people. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark and then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.